climate change has been on the front page all week and for good reasons. Uh, It is one of the issues of our time and it presents itself in many ways. Uh, Take flooding, for example. How many times a year does Harris Park flood now? I mean, I've lived in London for a couple of decades and I don't remember it happening with the regularity it does now. Now that's, you know, uh, not exactly scientific. It's anecdotal, but still. Well, an engineering professor from uh, Western University has developed a mapping tool to illustrate how many Canadians are at risk of flooding now and in the future. The data shows about 4 million Canadians currently live in flood-affected areas, and many more will be at increased risk in the future. The mapping tool was created by Western engineering professor Slobodan Simonovic, who joins us now. I uh, appreciate the time today. Good morning, Kevin. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, what made you want to uh, put this together? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, okay, the key, key motivation came basically from uh, the work uh, of the Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, which in preparation for Glasgow um, issued in August uh, a report that very explicitly emphasized the stronger connection between the climate change and extreme weather. Since uh, this is something that I've been involved for a longer period of time, I decided to uh, try and develop the tool that will help us at the scale of the whole country of Canada, which is very large, especially, you know, 10 million square kilometers, uh, give proper picture and assessment, you know, how serious is the flood risk, as well as, you know, how will this risk change under future potential future climate scenarios. What areas of the country in particular are at a real risk here? Um, okay, so the methodology that's used is kind of looking the country in a very uh, standardized, unified way. We divided the country into um, grid cells of one by one kilometer, and at that scale, uh, performed very detailed calculation of you know flood inundation, flood depth, and and velocity of the water that's moving over the ground. When you generate the maps like this, then you can look at the look at now the results, and they're showing the areas uh, where the potential risk is higher than other. And what we noticed, for example, is the Fraser River in uh, British Columbia is one of the one of the watershed serious attention should be given. Lower Mackenzie, Northwestern Territories, Assiniboine and Red River in Manitoba, um, streams in Northern Ontario, Northern Quebec also. So these are the areas where we notice, you know, very significant change when you compare the current conditions to uh, future conditions, future conditions under, again, under scenarios, potential uh, scenarios of climate change. And the changes are in inundation going up to 30 percent. That means, you know, with some kind of extreme climate change scenario, we may see 30 percent more land mass being under the water. Uh, The flood Depth, which is usually used as a measure of the risk, going up to 60%. Um, the frequency or the occurrence of the extreme events, you know, drastically, drastically changing. 
So all the indications from you know our work are that the flooding situation in the future under the climate change will be you know will be worse than today. When you look around London, do you have any concerns? Uh, uh, the, you know, I'm I'm last two days I'm swamped by questions, you know, from media and individuals, and many people would like answers at that kind of level, at a you know very local level, and I'm trying to avoid answering these questions because uh, the tool is developed to give us the whole picture for the country. However, we can see, you know, we can see the local uh, impacts, and these local impacts have to be kind of assessed taking into consideration understanding what's the impact of the spatial scale, what's the impact of the input uh, uh, data being used in this analysis. So London, London in particular, uh, we also uh, did, uh, developed a study for the city of London uh, much earlier to look at the climate change caused flooding impacts. And there is a, there is a potential for the kind of serious, um, serious flooding in the city. However, we need to take into the fact that city is uh, pretty well prepared. We do have a financial lake, we have diking system along the rivers, and uh, we have uh, we have a number of other infrastructure elements that can reduce the potential damage of flooding. However, when I said you know we may experience more serious floods, that's um, you know that's now opening the question: Are there's existing, you know, protection uh, infrastructure elements sufficient uh, to protect us from the future floods. And in my opinion, and uh, the results of the work that we have done are showing that they are not, that improvements uh, are necessary, um, additional uh, consideration and uh, uh, special focus on the areas of high risk are required. Um, I don't know, do we have time, but I can tell you a little bit of a story of that previous study where we found out that all the wastewater treatment plants in London are located in the floodplains. What that means that if the floods become uh, more severe, these very expensive infrastructure facilities may experience, may experience higher damage. So thinking along the line and thinking ahead, um, preparing to adapt to potentially these uh, changing conditions is definitely warranted for London. One of the reasons this interested me, aside from the the, the tool itself, is, you know, I've uh, talked about, you know, flooding in general and, and climate change in general uh, uh, quite a bit. And in the past, you know, when you look at not just London, but, you know, urban centers in general, we have a lot of concrete that we yes. build our yeah. cities with. Yeah. And you combine that with climate change and you have this recipe where flooding becomes a bigger concern. Definitely, Kevin, you're, you're very, very right about that. Um, the urban environments are urban environments are definitely contributing to you know increase of the risk because of the you know changing the physical processes or affecting the physical processes of the flood formation. You know that when the precipitation hits the ground, portion of the water gets uh, infiltrated into the ground, portion of the water you know runs off the ground. And when you put the asphalt payment, obviously nothing gets infiltrated. So there are, you know, ways, and I 
think right now both city and conservation authorities are promoting very heavily, you know, the green infrastructure, greening, adding more sp- green space that can uh, that can kind of maintain that level of it infiltration and reduce the runoff uh, that may be that may be you know causing flooding causing damage uh, damage downstream it's an extremely important topic and a really interesting tool i certainly appreciate the time today thank you very much thank you thank you that is western engineering professor slobodan simonovic